0: First episode of 2023 with your girls. You guys, I hope you've had a great start to the new year already. We're about to keep the good vibes going, okay? We're going to keep the momentum up. I am Chelsea. If you guys are listening new, how fun. This is the first episode of the new year, and this is your first episode you're listening to. Yeah. But if not, welcome back.
1: Hi, guys. I'm JC. Welcome to the podcast. We always forget to welcome the newbies. If, you're, if this is your first time listening— congrats. We hope that you are a part of the uh, Valley Girl squad for the rest of the year. That'd Mm -hmm. be great. So it is the start of the new year, January 3rd. It's Capricorn season, which we all know is one of my favorite times of the year. And I'm hoping to thrive this year. Last year was a major hustle era for me. I was thinking, I was thinking, what do I want 2023 to be like? And I came up with a word. I wonder what I said last year. Not that we, I didn't say say like, oh, we should prep words. But I just thought, I think we did that last year. We said our word of the year or something. And I'd be curious to know what that was because I'm sure I didn't stick (laughs) to it. But I was thinking this year, I really want it to be peaceful. I want there to be a lot of peace in my life this year. Because last year was very chaotic. It was actually like one of the best years of my entire life, but it was very chaotic. It was like Mm -hmm. a lot of, I really don't know what other word to use besides like hustling. I just feel like I was working on a lot of different things and I was posting a lot of content on TikTok, YouTube, all of it, and the podcast, which I want to continue. But I also think that this year which I'll get into more of what I mean, but I want some more peace.
0: Love that. Yeah, I'm down. I hope the universe listens. And you know what? I I just had
1: this moment of weird deja vu where I'm like, I might've said that last year. I might've literally said I want peace this year. I probably said
0: something dumb, like intention or something like that. (laughs) Something cheesy. I never stick to my New Year's
1: resolutions (laughs) at all. Okay,
0: actually, that's funny that you mentioned that. Wait, before we get into this, well, actually, no, I'm just going to keep the flow. My word of the year is flow. Nice. I actually literally Googled last night. I'm like, why don't people keep their New Year's resolutions? And is there a way to use reverse psychology to actually get your news resolutions done, you know, mm-hmm. stick to them? And I just looked up this. Um, I just Googled it. And this like uh, article by Inverse, that's the website. One problem with New Year's resolutions is that they're at the new year. People want to have an external reason, perhaps even an excuse to reinvent themselves. It's hard to change, so it's tempting to use an external factor, the turn of the year, as a focus for our desire to change. But the very fact that we're using the new year to spur us into action might indicate that we're not able, really able, to do the hard work of changing. Awesome. Indeed, the hype surrounding the new year might mean that we're overambitious and unrealistic. <laughs> Rad. Rad. And basically, as I was reading the article, I was like, okay, go off, um, call us out, why don't you? Basically was like what we always talk about, like don't use a Monday, don't use you know the new month, the new year, next, the next morning, just to start something very simple. The most successful people with their New Year's resolutions, break them down into very specific tiny steps. Yes, like we I do tend to do extremely over ambitious and I do 20 of them. Yeah, that's what i it's I'm not just like, oh, cook dinner, do. cook a three course dinner every single night. Like it's like or once a week I will do like every single night. That's my goal. I'm yeah. like, I will become a chef this year.
1: No, I, I think that's key is like breaking it down and not being too over ambitious or kind of focusing more on the way you want to feel this year rather than very specific. Like, I do think that specific goals can be helpful if you are like, I want to go to the gym three times a week. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that with a direction. Yeah. With a direction in mind. But I think sometimes with things like that, I will do exactly what you said. I'll be like, I want to go to the gym five times a week. I also want to cook every single night.
0: I just go a complete 180 of my current life. And it's just not realistic. You know what I've Um, realized actually this last year with goals and wanting to get things done. And this is how I started with the gym, like going back to the gym after not working out, like my whole pregnancy and postpartum was thinking my goals as kind of measuring by what would I be willing to do right now? Like literally as I feel right now, because I always picture my future self as like the superwoman. And I'm like, no, I'm me. And I will be me in 10 minutes. Like what would I be willing to do right now? I would be willing to like get up and go to the gym for like 30 minutes, but I'm not willing right now to go do a one hour intense workout. Absolutely not. That's not what I feel like right now. Maybe one day, but as I am right now, that's not it. Or like with cooking, what would I be willing to do right now? I'd be willing to look up one recipe probably and go get the ingredients and, and cook that. Would I be willing to literally Meal three- plan four- for the entire exactly. week and do every single thing homemade. Exactly. Be realistic. Yeah. Be
1: realistic, but also, it's yeah, it's good to, you know, shoot for the moon. Cultivate
0: a vibe, but don't, yeah. Cultivate an easy
1: vibe. Yeah. That you can <laughs> attain. You know Lower what? Lower your standards. You know what book I want to read the, for the new year is The Power of One More by Ed Milette, because I've heard it's really, really good. He motivates me like no one else can, unfortunately, because he is a dominant male. Um, but he, he does. Just get my wheels turning. And I've heard that that book is just really good. So I think that that might be on my list for a read early in the year because it's kind of all about the power of one more, of like doing his whole thing, which I love. And I actually have lived by for a while in certain aspects of my life is being willing to be the person that does one more. Mm -hmm. Essentially when he's at the gym, if he's supposed to do 10 reps, he'll do 11. Yeah. And I have fully... Like when I was weightlifting a lot, I would do that every single time. I would always do one more rep than I was supposed to do. Literally had Ed Milet in my ears, but it kind of just shows yourself. It's like a a level of commitment. Like I'm always willing to, you know, go a little bit above and beyond. I'm always willing to like do this work for myself. So I love that concept. His
0: episode talking about that on the Skinny Confidential was really good. So, so good. As you're saying that, just reminded me of this amazing movie. This is a little bit off- topic but have you seen hacksaw ridge hacksaw ridge it's with andrew garfield Uh Uh it's a war movie it is such a good movie and it's kind of the same concept but he i believe he's a quaker like he i think it's the civil war or world war ii he's a soldier like so he gets drafted or something but he won't pick up a gun but he's like, no, I'm still a soldier. And anyways, and so it's like this very honorable thing that he won't pick up a gun. Like he won't shoot a gun, but he's still in the war. And like how he saves all these people pretty much by, he like says a prayer. So he like, they were on this, I think it was literally like the Hacksaw Ridge or something. They're on this cliff and he goes up and saves people who've been wounded in battle. And he goes up and he like, that's his job. So he like grabs one of them, pulls him back. And I think he ended up saving like 75 people by he was so tired and like literally personally dragged them back over this ridge one by one. And it was like the point of the movie is that he was like praying every single time he'd get one and being like, please, God, just let me have one more. Aww.
1: And then by doing
0: that, he got like literally 70 people and he would be like dead. And then he would be like, OK, please, God, just like let me have the strength to just do one more person. And he just kept going and kept going and kept going.
1: It it is basically which another book is the compound effect or atomic habits. Like all of those books are essentially that same concept of like the power of doing one more thing. It's the it compounds over Mm -hmm. time. So that's why it's great. And like I look back and yeah, I joked that like I'd never keep my New Year's resolutions, but. Even in what we're about to go over of things we've done well, like I look back and I'm like, I've improved a lot in certain areas of my life just from tiny little habits every day that I've done that in my brain were not big things, but over the course of five, 10 years have been like, oh my gosh, I'm
0: literally a different person than I used to be because of these small little things I do. So, definitely another really good book for that book recommendation while we're giving them out is The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Super, it's like about that concept of. Just in that moment, like pushing yourself and just getting momentum going and getting stuff done. Definitely. Okay, well, let's let's recap our our shows, shall we? We haven't talked about it yet.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. We went to Salt Lake. We did two shows in Salt Lake. We did Phoenix shows. Did we update on Dallas already? Yeah, we, we did. did. Mm-hmm. And it was the time of our lives. Yeah. It was so fun, so surreal so crazy to just see you guys in person and be able to meet some of you and take pictures and just hang out. And it just makes it feel more real. Literally when we are podcasting, I've said this a trillion times, but like, it's just so hard to understand that people are listening. Yeah. Because when you're recording, we are, we are completely alone. It's just Mm -hmm. Chelsea and I in this room. And sometimes it's so hard to comprehend that people are truly actually listening. So to see people come to our show, it's like, what the heck? I forgot that people listen. Yeah. And I still have imposter syndrome where I'm like, wait, no one's going to show up. Right. Yeah. Like, and then they come I'm like, wait, what?
0: Oh, my it gosh. was a
1: really surreal, fun experience to just hang out with you guys. Yes. So. And
0: to see the face of because people will send us messages that are so sweet and kind and like talking about the podcast and how much they love it. And it feels so like gratifying, but also um, when you see the person and they're able to tell you face to face, like your podcast has helped me through some really lonely times. Like that means so much to us because we get to see you and we know you're real. And it's not just like, I don't know, some someone we met in Salt Lake, she came to the meet and greet and she gave us letters to read later. And as I was reading the letter, I was literally sobbing. I was like, this is so crazy because I met her in person. And so I was reading like what she was just saying about the podcast and just like her life and what she's been through. And I was literally sobbing. And I'm like, this is like the craziest, most like amazing thing that we get to do this and have like, like a guys. genuine
1: connection with someone
0: Yeah. via the Internet. It just mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah, it's really wild. Yeah, think- we did we did we did run into a couple mishaps, but you know, what what would a Chelsea and JC trip be without one? Exactly. Know? Yeah, our times got messed up for one of the shows, so
1: we thought it was an earlier an hour earlier than it was, and so did everyone else, which was it was just like
0: just a bad situation, there was traffic trying to get there cuz there yes. was an oil spill on the freeway, so People are like, I'm going to be late. We're like, don't worry. The the show's actually an hour later than you thought. They're like, great.
1: They're like, awesome. It actually kind of ended up working out weirdly.
0: But yeah, some stressful
1: moments, but they were overpowered by very fun moments. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for buying tickets to our show. We're going to do more shows this year. So if you guys are interested, keep updated on our Instagram. It's at what we said podcast. We'll post when we're going to do shows in whatever cities. So keep a lookout for that. They're a fun time. Yeah, they're so fun. It's basically exactly <laughs> what we're doing right here, right
0: now, but with you guys in yeah. person. And it's really, you know, good for the ego to hear people laugh at your joke in person. Yes. Because sometimes we'll talk and we laugh at each other. But like, I would literally laugh if you did a handstand. You know, it's like, I'll <laughs> laugh at anything that you do. And like, we just laugh at whatever. But when other people get the inside jokes that's so us, I'm like, oh, it's that's so funny. It's so funny. funny.
1: It really is. It's, like you guys get it. They get us. One hundred percent. It's like it literally feels like we're in a room full of a bunch of friends. Yeah. And it, it was so cool too because a lot of girls came alone. Like we would meet them at the meet and greet and they're like, I'm here alone, but everyone has been so nice. Like even in this meet and greet line, I've met like just so many cool girls. So that was also comforting because I'm like, it's just it's nice to know that our community is just very sweet cool yeah. girls
0: that all Welcoming. get along
1: and they kind of if they if they have our same sense of humor they're obviously all going to get along too yeah. so it's just fun
0: yes Oops. 100% anyway so that was a party the highlight of the shows i think well one of the highlights there were many was these um girls that came to our meet and greet they were so funny and in cute. phoenix yes in phoenix and they made these t-shirts and at first, I was like, "What is that?" And it says our founding fathers, and it's a photo of Chester and Jasper shaking hands, like the ones we've posted on our Instagram a couple times. And I about lost it. I was like, "That is the funniest." I need one immediately. I need one immediately too. We need to literally ask them if they can. Like, they need to start selling those on Etsy. <laughs> yeah, we will give
1: you full permission, yeah. even though it's literally our faces. Yeah, please, go for please it. monetize off it. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. We signed it after the show. They had like a pen and we signed their shirts. Jasper Jenner mm-hmm. and Chester. The Chester loves you. <laughs> Chester loves you, honey. <laughs> no, it was so funny. We lost our minds. But yeah, that was a fun way to kind of end off the year. Yeah. So excited for more shows in the future.
0: 100%.
1: Do we, should we talk about th- some things we did good this year? I yeah. had a very hard time finding. I <laughs> had
0: We're a very hard, hard time th- self-reflecting. Uh,
1: no, it's like um, more than anything it's that I feel so repetitive sometimes on the podcast. Yeah. Like I always want to come up with something new, but it's like, I already tell you guys literally someone commented that thing on your TikTok. They're like, I love how it's like, all right, we'll go do quick life updates. And it's like an analysis of our mental mental stability. That is spot on. And that's why it's like, Girl, I've already told you every mental hurdle I've been through this yes. year and every also every win.
0: Yeah. So exactly. You guys know it all. Yeah. But I know to everything. Think of some things. Like, there's not, there's not many things that we do well that we hide.
1: <laughs> no, never. <laughs> like, I will always
0: be blasting it. <laughs> like, if I learn how to, I don't know, like, zip my pants easier, I'm telling you. So totally. Okay. Well, do you want to start? Okay, something I did good this year. This is just an overall,
1: an overarching theme. I think that this year out of any other year, maybe it's just getting older every single year you do this better. I don't know. I think I was better at being my true self, saying more just how I feel both on the internet and in real life and kind of getting to this point of confidence or just a sense of sureness. Is that the correct word? Like a surety or something. I don't know that I've wanted to be at for a very long time. Like, I feel like I've been seeking this attitude of not really giving an F about if people think I'm stupid or cringy. And I think we've reached maybe not the destination, but much further on along in the journey. Yeah. So I'm very happy about that. That's good. Yeah. We love that. Thank you. So when I was in Tennessee, Kristen made me a delicious protein shake. And I was like, what is in this protein shake? And she was telling me the recipe. And she used Ritual Essential Protein, the vanilla flavor. So, so good. Ritual created essential protein so you could have your cake and drink it too. That's right. Ritual's daily shake is made from regeneratively farmed peas. And it tastes like a delicious vanilla treat without giving you a sugar hangover. I love protein shakes. For, you know, getting the protein gains in and it also just tastes delicious and it's such an easy thing to make, whether you want to just like shake it up with milk or if you want to put it in your smoothie or whatever. So the protein powder has 20 grams of plant-based protein to help form lean muscle and support muscle recovery. And it's made traceable with ingredients that you can trust, like their 100% regeneratively farmed peas grown in the USA. And
0: also a lot of plant-based proteins don't taste awesome, but this one tastes really, really good. Ritual truly has nailed down the best plant-based protein powder. I absolutely love this protein powder. It's the only one that I'll use in my shakes. This is something that I would drink all the time when I was um, pregnant and also postpartum because it was hard for me to get in a lot of calories. So I wanted to make those calories count. And also I wanted them to taste good. There's no sugar, no sugar alcohols or stevia, but you wouldn't know it. The shake tastes absolutely amazing. It really year so you guys does you need to try it it's also soy free gluten free vegan and formulated without gmos so once you try essential protein you won't want to go a day without it lucky for you ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months so visit ritual.com slash what we said to start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today that's ritual.com slash what we said go check it out the first thing that i was thinking about that i did well this year was you know, spending time with friends and family. And I know this doesn't sound like such a good, like checking off, you know, the classic things to check off that you did well. Cause it almost sounds like I'm like, I hung out more this year, but I really feel like, you know, at the end of people's lives, they always say like, I, I wish I would have spent more time with friends and family. Like, you know, that's the classic thing. And so I've really been trying to not learn that lesson at the end of my life, but try and learn it now and just try and soak in every single moment of, you know, these peaks of our lives and try to talk to people more, try to reach out to people more, try to get outside of like myself and just spend time with the people that I love and the people that make me feel good. And I think kind of like you were saying, like little things that that make a big difference. And I was thinking, again, this is not like a little thing like going to the gym or cooking more or something that you would think of as productive. But I feel like even just calling people more, FaceTiming people. At first, you know, when you're about to FaceTime someone, you're like, oh, that, that might be inconvenient or bothersome to them. Or like, do I really want to take out the time to like FaceTime them or call them or you know, anybody, but just like texting your grandma or like texting your cousin or messaging them when you see their story or something and just letting people know, you know, trying to connect to people that you care about and that you love and that means something to you. So I think I did a pretty good job of that this year and I'm I'm happy. Nice. Love that for you. Thank you. Are we going to say um, that after everyone? I feel yeah. like I always say that yes. after you.
1: <laughs> yes, we are. We're going to continue. I think that I was nicer all around this year in You're on the nice list. Yes. Every way. I was telling Leif that I'm like, sometimes I'm just so critical of just everything. Literally every, I don't even know what to like nail it down, nail, nail down because it's like just literally everything. And we were having this discussion and he was like, it really starts with you. Like you are so critical of yourself. That's why you find yourself being critical of every, just everything. Like I I can't even explain even a perfectionist within my work. Like I'll do, you know, okay. I I don't even know what to like give a specific example about, but like, I'm, I'm a very like insatiable type of person. It's like, nothing is ever good enough. It's just like, it could always be better. That's kind of my mentality has been my entire life. It's just like, well, that was good, but we can do better. Or that was good, but I can do better. And it really is mostly that I'm very hard on myself. That's what it is when it comes down to it. But that mindset also makes me hard on other people because I'm like, well, you need to just get it done because that's the mentality I have for myself. And I think that this year I was a lot nicer to myself just in general. Like I would have these moments of feeling like upset or not good enough. And I would really reflect and be like, okay, it's, it's fine to like have emotions. Like you, it's totally fine to feel like you're not doing good enough. And then I would remind myself of like all the things that I've done. And I'm like, you know what? I I've, I've actually done quite a bit. And I just feel like I was so much. I've gotten to a place where I'm still 100% learning this, the art of this, because it does not come easy to me. But I think that I'm, on the right path with it, where I'm just trying to accept kind of my emotions and let myself have bad days, let myself be sad, admitting when I'm sad and not like hiding it or isolating because that's another huge part of my, I don't know, personality is like I want to just, when I don't feel myself, I don't want to see a single person. I don't want to be around anyone. I want to be alone in my room. Like that is just how I feel, but it always kind of makes me feel worse. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, I guess this is just a lesson I'm continually learning. But I think that I like letting go of the
0: picture of perfection.
1: Yeah, just made a little bit of progress with it. So yay. we Love that.
0: We do love that. (laughs) I think this year has been it's had its ups and downs. So when I say I've been good at this, it's it hasn't been like 100 percent of the time. Obviously, there's been more moments, though, that I have realized this but I think I've done good at not letting like being a new mom stop me from pursuing like a career or like my dream job or, you know, different projects that I've really wanted to do or things like our live show. And I've felt like I've tried to balance it well. And I think it just looks different for everybody, what they want to do. And I think it's really important to just listen to what you as like you want to do and what you want to accomplish and where you want to maybe take a step back or, you know, take a step forward, whatever it is. But this is also is very made possible because I have help and Nick is literally the best dad and makes it possible for me to, you know, travel. And we also have help like watching case as well sometimes. So that also, I'm very lucky there as well to make it possible for me. But that was something I think that scared me and it scares a lot of girls I know who get pregnant. They're like, first fear is that like, well, I'm going to lose. Like, I love my job. Like, I love my life. Like, what's going to happen? And it does change so much, but I don't think it, it ever has to be a bad thing. And I don't think it it is harder, but hard does not mean bad. I think there's a lot of things about motherhood that is very hard, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. It's almost like because it's so hard, it's so great. And the feelings are of joy and like depth are, are great. But, you know, it doesn't have to be so scary. It doesn't have to be so bad. And I think you can still do a lot and your your priority shift, but it allows a lot of clarity of like, what am I wasting my time doing? That's not even, you know, purposeful to me. And what do I really want to give to this world? And what do I want to, you know, do with my time? So, Definitely. Yeah.
1: I think you've done a great job with that.
0: And it, it's you. very
1: comforting to see, like you said, because that is a fear, I think. I mean, definitely for me as well. Yeah. Of like losing, you know, just things that you've worked on or things that you like in your life currently mm-hmm. that it's going to go away or something. So it's kind of nice to know that it can still be there and just yeah. in a different way. Yeah. Um. That
0: was all I had. I couldn't think of a third. Yeah. So... I think we've both done. Well, I mean, mine was kind of going along with that. I was just like, it kind of goes along with both too. Like, I think I've done a pretty good job at being present this year. And I think we've both done that. I think when you feel more yourself and when you feel less bogged down by other people's opinions of you and, you know, you feel a little bit more confident, it's, it's somehow easier to be present as well or vice versa, you know, chicken and the egg. But I think I've done a good job at being present this year. And like, implementing important things when I need to for my health or for my mental health or whatever it is. Like if I'm starting to feel like I need to go to therapy, I'm like, you know what? I just need to go to therapy again. Or I'm, I need to start moving my body more. Like I need to start putting more effort into my relationships or whatever it is. And yeah, good one. I think we've both done good at that. Like we've both been pretty present and, you know, good. Intentional. (laughs) We've been good girls. We've been good
1: girls. (laughs) So now are we getting into like kind of our goals? Yeah, let's talk for the the
0: rest of the time about what we need to do. (laughs) Okay, great.
1: Well, I think in general, and this is something I'm trying to figure out how to even do, to be honest, like I don't even know. I need to break this down into steps, which I have not done yet, but I want to have a slower paced life mentally. I'm not talking physically at all because I actually enjoy kind of not even being so go, 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 but I enjoy having projects that I'm working. I enjoy a lot of elements of my life. But what I don't enjoy is having a very jumbled, very fast moving mind that is like just I'm what I realized. I might have talked about this. I don't know on the podcast before is that I am a very big picture thinker which has benefited me in a lot of my life. But it's also, unfortunately, kind of goes against what you just said, contradicts what you just said about being present. I am almost always, I've realized in the future and not in the present. And it's it's different because it's I'm never really in the past. Like, I don't care about the past. I don't really think about the past or like, oh, I should have done that. I'm just like, whatever, It's it's done. But what I think about a lot is the future. And I think about mm. how every decision I'm going to make, how it affects me, years down the line. Like I don't make any decision without thinking about the future implications of that decision.
0: Yeah. And that can be a good thing because. Yeah, I was going to say it doesn't sound all that bad, but it
1: it <laughs> makes it so that I am never satisfied or present or like fully integrated into the moment because I'm always thinking like, even with our shows, I have a hard time being like, wow, that was so awesome. and And we're done. And like, we'll see what next year has. I'm already thinking like, okay, what are our next shows going to be? How are we going to make it so that we can, Mm, do you know what I mean? I'm already just thinking about those next steps and that's just kind of how my brain works. So I literally do not know how to solve this issue. And I'm, people are probably going to be like, "Mm, you literally need Adderall. So (laughs) that's probably the only solution. Medication. Literally. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm like, my mind is just very chaotic. I would love I would absolutely love to spend less time thinking about the future. And, and a huge part of that, which this is kind of, this goes along with what I'm talking about is like, I want to have a more calm morning routine. And I think we're doing a whole episode about morning routines. So that's I think it's next. Yeah. I have a whole list of exactly what I want it to be. So stay tuned for that episode. But the main part of creating a calm morning routine for me is trying not to think about my to-do list for the day. So I'm trying to figure out how to do that. And I have no idea how, how Mm -hmm. yet that's something I'm still figuring out. But like my whole life is just trying to figure out how can I just be in this present moment and not be thinking about what I have to do in an hour, what I have to do it by the end of the day and what I have to do next week and what I have to do next month and how that's going to affect next year. That's literally how my brain works.
0: Yeah. It's so overwhelming. Yeah, so. I'm like, you have not done a good job at being present this year. No, that's what I'm telling, telling you. Kidding. I am.
1: That's why I said I'm contradicting it. Yeah. Because that's actually a huge struggle for me is just being in the present moment.
0: Yeah, that is hard. Because, yeah, it's like when, what is the end? Yeah, and
1: I don't know if like meditation is the answer. Probably would be good. And I think that's the reason why I love reading so much is because that's one of the only times that I feel reading and exercising exercising are the only times I can pinpoint when I'm not thinking about the future. Yeah. So
0: maybe just doing more of that, I guess. (laughs) Just constantly working out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, you're not looking for solutions anyways, but I don't really have any. But I don't, no one's been able to
1: figure out. I think that's probably, it's probably like undiagnosed ADHD and I probably need to take medication if I want it to be fully solved.
0: I was going to say, actually, I think that from what I've read about ADHD, because I try to understand my dear husband (laughs) Mm -hmm. is that it's actually the opposite is that people with ADHD and ADD, they cannot see into the future. Oh, everything is like a crisis, like in front of their face. They like, you cannot plan five years in the future. It's all like what? Oh my gosh, I have to do that right now. Shoot. I should have done that earlier. Like, oh my gosh, I it's like they cannot see. I watched the whole like YouTube video about it. I was just talking to my brother about it too, because he was like, I think I like really need to get diagnosed with this because this is what I deal with all the time. It's like they, it's not even procrastination. It's just that they can't see anything until it's literally right in front of their face time-wise. Okay,
1: interesting. So mine's literally the opposite.
0: But it could be, it could be different for girls. I don't know. That's just like this video. The only reason I brought it up is because I literally just watched a video about that. And that's how Nick works is like, he cannot make a five-year plan to like, save his life, he physically, like or mentally cannot comprehend. And I I sometimes do the same thing as you where I'm like, well, what if like you can't do that? What if in five years they do this or something like that? And he's always like, he he works so much and right now.
1: Okay. Well, so probably have a different probably have something else. I just don't know like I'm like, what can I do? Cause the thing is I don't want to like I don't know how much it affects my life. It's not like I'm like, I need to. I haven't hit a point where I'm like, I literally need to get diagnosed with something and get medication. I don't really But feel it would that be way. nice
0: to have an answer. I know what you mean. It's like, it would be nice to have an answer and like a way to get a solution.
1: Yeah. Or just if anyone, literally if anyone's listening and is like, I am the exact same way and here's what has helped me. Like, I would love that. But the thing is, is I do think I need to be more intentional about setting. Okay, my phone just listening to
0: me and talking or and typing oh. out everything what I'm saying. <laughs> give me a solution. <laughs> yeah. Siri's so like, I know I'm also not an ADHD, ADHD doctors. So I could be wrong.
1: No, I, it's the thing is, it's like, I don't even necessarily want that or need that. I think that I need to be a little bit more proactive about less consumption of social media. Cause I think that makes it worse. It makes my mind even more chaotic. And I need to prioritize like meditation and having peace and having clarity. And I think that that could change a lot of things for me. Like I want to do I want to do the natural things first like truly try to meditate and exercise every single day cuz I don't do that currently or mm-hmm. like prioritize going on a walk or whatever it is cuz I do think that that could help a lot and I think I need to try those things before I'm like I just need medication or something yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean like mm-hmm. I need to kind of just yeah work on
0: that internally
1: first so Interesting. Stay tuned.
0: I do feel like I I can relate a little bit. I don't know if it's to the extreme because I don't know how, how your mind is. But from what you're saying, I feel like I, I get like that sometimes. I'm not chronically like that, but also the more work I have and the more work I commit to, the more I'm like that. It's like I, st- I get stuck in the freaking hamster wheel where I'm like when I'm in my workaholic era, it's almost like I'm just trying to like that's that's the way to like numb my mind is by thinking of that you know, like things to do, like almost like- Keeping yourself busy. Yes. Like what's the next thing I need to do? I, you know?
1: Yeah. Another thing that I do a lot is I prioritize the complete wrong thing. So like, and I know it's wrong. Like I will have a crazy day where I have like 10 things that I'm like, these things need to get done. And then I randomly will be doing something that's completely, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to plan for this photo shoot that I have in two weeks. (laughs) And I'll like make mood boards for it all day. And I'm like- that is. And then <gasps> me planning outfits at the end of the day, I'm like so overwhelmed because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I didn't do any of that. And it's like Wait. I knew I needed to, but I
0: just didn't. I swear we've read a book or you've talked about a book or something or we've had someone talk about a book who talks about doing all of the like unpleasant tasks. That sounds very
1: familiar. Because
0: that is as you're saying that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to work on that as well. It's like all of the unpleasant tasks. It's like, oh, my oh. gosh, I think
1: it's the productivity
0: project. Oh yeah. We need to read that again. I need
1: to read that again. Obviously it didn't work. See, that's the problem. Nothing works. (laughs) (laughs) Literally nothing works. It's like I fully know, but it just doesn't, even me knowing doesn't help.
0: Yeah. I know.
1: Like I know
0: my brain. I know where I fall short and it's like, I still can't, can't get it right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, when you, when you know, maybe you can write a book about how to, how to fix it. Yeah, stay tuned for my, <clears throat>
1: my best-selling my, book. Your
0: expose. The first thing that I wrote down that I wanted to do better was very similar. It's getting out of my head. I feel like this year, more than the previous two years, I have been so in my head more like, I wouldn't say the amount of times that I do it, but when I do it, I go way more hardcore like in my head. What, what? what did you say? Sorry. I just said overthinking. Basically. Yeah, just overthinking to the max. And again, it's not like I'm like doing this all day, every day, but there are times when I do it more that it's, it's much harder to shake than in previous years. So I know I said that I did really good at like trying to be present. And I feel like I I was mostly thinking when I was saying that, like, I feel like I've been a very good mom this year. I'm very proud of myself. Like I know I'm a good mom and I know that I'm very present with case. Obviously I'm not perfect, but uh, that's something I'm trying to shed is that I cannot be the perfect mom, but that doesn't mean you're not a good mom. But there are times when I get very in my head and I just get caught in my head. And then I, when I come back down to earth, I realize how much time I just wasted and like how much energy and how much anxiety it's caused me. Like my whole body feel, fills with anxiety when I'm in my head and just overthinking. And I create like this alternate universe of emotions by just thinking. And it drives me crazy. So I also wrote down like, I need to do deep breathing more. I feel like I need to like really work on my breathing because I think it affects how I eat. I think it affects when I'm working out, how when I'm stressed, all these different things. And just really focus on trusting myself and really trying to stop myself before it gets too deep where I'm like just lost, like I said, in a world of getting caught up in a world that literally doesn't even exist. And I'm just like thinking, what if, okay, but what if this, what if this, what if this, like all of the anxiety. And hopefully, you know, maybe that's some of the hormones. That's what I'm telling myself. So maybe, you know, as time goes on, those will go away and things will kind of balance themselves out. But yeah, that would be amazing if if I didn't, you know, overthink so much and have so many like anxious thoughts.
1: We should read a book or listen to a podcast or something about breathing. Yeah. And like
0: we should that, have a breath expert on. Yeah.
1: That goes right along with my well, just that concept goes along with my next one, which is just becoming more educated. And this is something I've been craving a lot recently. And I don't even have a specific subject really in mind, but there just have been certain conversations that I've been a part of this year in person where I wish that I was more educated about Mm -hmm. the subject at hand. And well, I can say one of the biggest subjects that I do want to be more educated on is religion in general. Just I've found myself being very interested in just the concept of religion and and what different religions believe in and things that I just feel like I've never been super knowledgeable. So sometimes I have my own thoughts about religion and how I grew up and stuff. And I can speak to those experiences, but I've found myself literally being like, wait, what do people like that believe? Like, I, I don't know a lot about other religions. Like if you're Baptist or Jewish, I'm like, wait, do they believe in this book or whatever? Yeah. And I found myself craving just being a little bit more knowledgeable about certain subjects. One of those being religion. One of them being like, what else did I write down? Cool. Didn't write down anything. That's the first one that came to my mind. There was another conversation I was in recently where I was like, oh, I wish I knew more about that. History? Yeah. I don't know a single thing about history. I, I feel like we were just talking more. about
0: history. I, I feel like I mean, that there too. was something too. Oh, you think, were saying something about I that.
1: think geography was what I was thinking too. Like just knowing where like all the different countries in the world are and whatever. I feel like there's a lot of basic things that I just have not prioritized like learning about at all. And I want to be more just knowledgeable in general about all of it.
0: Well, you probably did learn. You probably just didn't care. Like you were saying, like you, you don't give a lot of energy to it if you don't care. So if you learned about geography, it's like, and you didn't care, you're focused on something else. But now you care. Now you can give it a lot of energy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Also financial things like stock market and crypto. Like, I just want to be more knowledgeable about a lot of different subjects. And that's just like a craving that I've had recently where I'm like, I want to be able to contribute and understand what these people are talking about. I don't want to just be like, oh, I don't know about that and not be able to like be in conversations about these subjects. So that's something that I think that I will be doing more this year is like just listening to more podcasts about certain subjects or reading
0: or like history stuff is so interesting. And I feel like, you know, you could, um, I'm not even saying that I listen, that I'm like a history expert or something. I'm definitely not. But that's something that I find that I'm like, I could listen to a podcast about like something with history or, you know, different. Because I feel like all of those things kind of also
1: relate to history.
0: Yeah. It's like religion is part of history. Geography is a part of history. Just all of that stuff is so fascinating to know about what came before us. Yeah. Um, do you ever
1: talk to someone and they just know so much about certain things in your life? Yes. Well, I mean, my dad is that way for sure. Like he, if I bring up anything in a conversation, like, oh, so if you're Jewish, do you like, I'll just bring up yeah. a random religion or something. And he's like, well, they believe in this and this. So yeah. in the 1800s because of this. And I'm like, how do you know all that yeah. information?
0: Tell my brother Ladis and my dad. They both know so much, just random stuff. Yeah. So anyway, that's been
1: something on my mind, and I think that there's so many resources in this world. Like, it overwhelms me, but it also excites me. It's like I you could read all day every day, and you're still not going to get through every book. You can listen to podcasts all day; you're never going to be able to listen to them all. So there is so much free information out there for us, or if you have to pay for books, I guess. But you know,
0: we can learn
1: about so many different subjects. So library is free, true. But I was also thinking about like sometimes it is hard for me to retain information, but it almost doesn't matter because I'll retain what I care about and I will still learn in the moment. And Mm -hmm. that's a very good thing for your brain
0: to do. Yeah, it's healthy for it. Mm -hmm. The next thing that I said that I wanted to work on is something I've said every year, but I'm not going to give up on myself. And this is the year that I'm going to do it. One of the, maybe it's not this year, maybe one of these years, though I'll do it. So I'm just keeping it open is having a better cooking routine. I'm not even saying cook more. I'm just saying a better cooking routine. Like I so badly, I know that I want it so badly because I think about it all the time. And you know, I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of wanting, I need to start doing. And it's just having it be more of a habit to cook my meals and to like, think of the time before I get hungry and I'm hangry all of a sudden. Like I want to be like, Oh yeah, this is about the time that I start making breakfast. Like it doesn't even occur to me anymore that or not anymore, but it doesn't occur to me that often to be like, Oh, now is the time to start making up a nice little lunch. You just like, like wait until you get starving. Yes. That's if I, I didn't have case, like I'll like only because of a case where I like, oh, he goes down at a certain time, I'm like, Oh, that means I need to start like making lunch or something like that. And I just really, I just really want that for myself. So that's what I want to work on this year. That
1: was also on my list. I was gonna say the exact same, like <laughs> just be like, I know, I've yeah. said it again. I'll say it again, but mine's like a combo of just, I think, just prioritizing health, which is always a like something that is important to me. But I think this year, going into this year more than ever, I really want to prioritize cooking at home and being more active. Like the combo of just all of it, prioritizing my physical health because I have been dealing with a lot of random little health issues that have been driving me insane. And I'm just like, I I don't want to focus on it too much to the point where I become obsessed and that, you know, yeah. but I also, I'm just like, I need to implement kind of like you're saying, like breathing exercises. I need to maybe do some meditation that's for mental and physical health, but I also want to prioritize going outside every single day. And like, I've probably complained about this before, but I think, there will be days where like, for example, even right now, it's like midday, but I have not gone outside today one time. And there will be full on days where it's 6 p.m. and I have not gone outside at all. Mm -hmm. I have not breathed like fresh air one time because I just have been working all day inside
0: and like doing my own stuff. That's probably pretty common. I think a lot of people work at home now too.
1: Yeah. And even last night, um, it was 9 p.m. and I was like oh I'm just feeling like so wrong he's like let's go on a walk like let's bundle up and go and walk and it felt so good to just get outside I'm like I literally have not gone outside today it just that's a very common theme in my life I think I have lady and so we'll take her but sometimes like Leif just takes her on a walk if I'm busy and stuff and she's just so small and like easy to you know for us to take out that we don't have to go on like hour-long walks or something with her so I feel like sometimes there's just no reason for me yeah. to go outside. I have to like force myself. Nothing to remind myself. you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's something I like really want to prioritize is same thing. Like having a better cooking schedule, which again, I'm like, I don't even know how to make that happen, <laughs> yeah. but I would love to. And then truly just going outside more and having more of like routines set in place. Yeah. That... Did I already talk about Kristen's like morning routine on the podcast? I don't well, know. So. Sh- maybe I should talk about that in next week's yeah. episode. Yeah. Cause it's all about morning routines. So I'll save that. Love I'll that. make a note to up. I think bring you told up. me
0: about it in person.
1: Okay. Well, she's this probably was in listening person, but... like terrified.
0: <laughs> she's
1: like, Did uh, I tell you how bad it was? I'm like, let me tell you how horrible. That's what not to do.
0: My last one is it's, honestly, it's just rephrasing of the first one, but it's just be lighter. That sounds actually kind of bad. Like, not physically. Please. Be lighter as in <laughs> mentally. Like, I just. You were saying this at the Phoenix show and someone's like, what has Chelsea taught you? And you're like that I, you know, don't take life too seriously. And just, you know, I don't know. Have fun. Like you said, I was the best person ever. (laughs) No. Yeah. Just like have fun and not take things too seriously. But sometimes I'm doing the opposite. And I feel like, again, anxiety kind of causes that where I feel like everything is life or death or something. And I get very uptight. And especially with myself, I just get very like, I don't know, I just feel heavy and tight. I don't know how to explain it. And I think it causes me to be a little bit snappy. And I hate that. Whenever I'm snappy at somebody, I just have this moment afterwards where I'm like, ew, that is not the kind of person I want to be at all. That's the opposite of who I want to be. So why am I acting like this? Like, even if, you know, I'm feeling anxious and Nick's like in the kitchen doing something and I like correct him. I'm like, oh, you got to do it like this. And I'm like, and he's like, it was working fine. Like, I don't know why you said that or I don't know. And I just feel like that is the opposite of just being easygoing and like being, I don't know, just light and go with the flow. And I'm not happy when I'm doing that. I'm not happy when I'm like snapping and criticizing and, you know, just being uptight. So I think what can really help with that is a lot of, you know, breathing. And like we were talking about having just a more calm routine and yeah, but I I also know life will never be completely calm and perfect and peaceful. I'm not saying like, oh, I, th- that's the, what I need to attain perfect peace. Cause I know it's just, it's just hectic no matter what. And I, I don't mind a little bit of hecticness. I don't mind a little bit of chaos. I think it's kind of fun, but as long as I'm not feeling anxious during the chaos, like I think there's a, it doesn't matter what's going on, go, going on around you if you have inner peace and inner calmness. And I think I, totally. I, I love having, I do think I'm pretty good at that for my whole life. Like I don't think take things too seriously, which helps me a lot in really hard situations. But again, I don't know if it's the hormones or what, but this last year I've just felt a lot more anxiety. What and do you feel the most anxious about? You don't want to know. <laughs> Ooh, you don't want to know, girl. <laughs> it just, it depends. It totally depends. Like it could be a literal, I think this is probably a little bit of postpartum anxiety, but if some, if we do something wrong, like for example, if we don't.
1: Who's we, me? No,
0: no. Me and like Nick or something like with case. I'm, I'm speaking more. Like if we don't put the perfect amount of formula, like powder in the water and it's not perfectly measured out. Like he'll die or something like that. Or like he will get a serious uh, disease from or something like that. You're
1: talking real anxiety of like, not just like, oh, I'm like, because, okay, I think the word anxious is thrown around so much these days that sometimes when people say like, even probably me included, like, oh, yeah, that makes me feel anxious. It's not the same as like literal clinical diagnosed anxiety. Like when you're saying anxiety,
0: I'm picturing like, oh, just feeling a little on edge.
1: So that's not the vibe?
0: No. I mean, with some things, yes. It's like with work things, I don't get like that. I don't get like this is life or death with work ever. Like I'm just like, oh, if if we don't get that done, that's fine. Like we'll live, you know. But it's more so, I think this is very common postpartum. So that's why I've never been diagnosed with postpartum anxiety. And it's gotten better for sure. But just things like, oh, if I don't, you know, people are like you need to call. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sis. I've been in therapy. I've, I've been in therapy as well, so so I'm not just like, you know, free, free balling it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, things like that. Like, oh my gosh, what if in an alternate universe? Okay. For example, the other day uh, we were at our in laws, and case started going up the stairs, and like there was a miscommunication, and so like we didn't notice until our niece was like, cases started going up the stairs. He started crawling because he can crawl up the stairs, but he can't crawl back down. So we'd gotten up like two flights of stairs and we grabbed him and I was like, oh my gosh, feeling so anxious. And it's like, we got him. He he was fine. But in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I actually, there's an alternate reality where he actually did go up the stairs. And like, then I just can't get that image out of my head of him, like tumbling down the stairs and breaking his neck or something.
1: Oh, that's very scary.
0: Yeah. Or like, what if I let go of my stroller when I'm on a walk and he like the stroller just rolls out into the street or something like that, where it's like, and like, I don't realize it or something. So then I'm like gripping my stroller or something like that.
1: Okay. And that does sound, I mean, I know absolutely nothing, so I'm not gonna pretend I do, but I feel like that is something that I hear a
0: lot of moms talk about, like, yeah, like a The first year after you have a kid, so. Yeah. So it is, I feel like I'm, it's gotten way better. I think the first couple months were even more rough where it was like really hard for me to even see people holding him and not picturing like them dropping him or something like that. Mm. So I think that has also bled into other things though. I think it's easy to kind of, once you're feeling anxious, like that anxious about something for you to not be super level-headed about everything else, Mm -hmm. you know? So kind of catastrophize things yes maybe. exactly makes sense so hopefully that comes with time <laughs> but also like sometimes when I talk to my mom about it she's like that never ends I'm like rad she's like you're always worried about your children I'm like how did you let us like go hang out with our friends she's like I'm scared the whole time until I'm like rad <laughs> and I, we were just with your mom she was dropping us off at my house she picked us up from the airport and JC's mom driving me and JC home, me sitting in the back, like back seat and her taking me to my parents' house was the most <laughs> deja vu, yes. nostalgic thing ever. I felt like I was 12 or I felt like I was like 15 again. Yes. Before he could drive. But then we were talking about how like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just let your 16 year old kids drive. She was like, oh, I know. Trust me. Like you look, they look so young and they're, it's just terrifying.
1: Yeah. It's like, well, I good luck out even there. I fathom that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's about all that I had written down. I'll end with, I mean, I kind of already mentioned this, but just less consumption in general. I think just less intaking content in general, which I just barely said. I'm like, I want to be more educated. And I I think that that type of content that I'm seeking will be beneficial for me and my mind, my mental health, all of it. But I really just want more creating than consumption for sure mm-hmm. this coming year, because I actually think something I was good at this past year was creating. I think I created a lot. Like I was constantly making fun TikToks and I'm proud to say, I, I guess that's, that could be my third is that I'm proud to say, like, I created a lot of good, fun things this year from a place of true, like, Fun. creativity yeah. and, and literally just being myself and having fun. I feel like you've that was, been a great influencer this year. Oh, thank you. I feel like that was different than the previous years. Yeah. I was very in my head about things, very just overthinking everything I would share. I felt stupid. I felt like nothing I was doing was good. And this year, I feel like I did shed a lot of that and was just like, I'm just going to post whatever I want. If people think it's like cringy or stupid or if I'm like going along with this joke too much, who cares? It's just yeah. fun. And that led to so many good things. So I definitely want to continue to do that this year. And I think a good little combo would be continuing with that mindset of just creating and having fun and then consuming a little bit less. Because honestly, the only thing that gets the thing that gets me most in my head is consumption. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm not just talking about social media. I'm talking about also
0: just buying
1: stuff. Well, buying things and also listening to other people's opinions so much like just constant outside noise of like, well, I do this and I like it. Well, I do this. And like, I'm not saying I'm not going to, please just never listen to my friends again. Comes (laughs) to hang out with earplugs. I'm like, I don't want to consume any of your thoughts. But I just mean when you have people in your life talking to you, like, it doesn't matter if they have the best intentions. It doesn't matter if you even asked them for advice. Like just constant opinions and advice on and offline. It gets overwhelming. So I'm just kind of like, I just want to do my thing. And that doesn't mean I
0: won't ever seek advice, but you, you get what yeah, I'm saying, Yeah, I know right? what you mean. Yeah. I love so, that. So I'll end on that. Nice. I My last one is not deep at all, but it's similar to what you're saying. I just want to read one book a month. Nice. And, I, and I'm not going to be like, it has to be a physical book. It could be audible. It could be, you know a regular book, whatever. But I really want to read one book a month. And I've been reading a lot, but I've been reading a lot of children's books. But it has gotten me kind of back in the reading spirit because I read to Case all the time. He, That boy loves books. But I'm sick of the same story over and over again.
1: Yes. I'm I'm obsessed
0: with children's books. Yeah, they're so cute.
1: Like, oh my gosh, they're
0: so cute. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that really will get you in like the reading spirit. Though. Yeah. Some of those books are
0: actually like very good. Yes. And I'll be like the story's getting so good in case just like closes the book and throws it on the ground. I'm like, I wasn't done, sir. Yeah, I literally I wanted, wanted to see know. what the baby lion was doing. Yes. But I want to, yeah, read whatever books. It doesn't matter if it's like a fiction, a romance, a nonfiction, a self-help, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I recommend read.
1: switching it up because yeah. it just
0: keeps things interesting. Exactly, don't get burned out from it.
1: And doing whatever. You know what? Kenzie, I saw this clip on TikTok of Kenzie Elizabeth saying that she feels like she learns sh- even more from fiction novels than nonfiction. Mm. And I completely
0: agree. Like, like what? Like learns more what? About life?
1: Yeah. And oh. not even necessarily like you learn more information, but kind of like when you read a fiction novel you learn about the place that it's where it's, you know, where it takes place. Like if the book is in Nantucket, you're going to learn a lot about Nantucket through this book. And that's the case for any book that you read, like wherever it's set. And then even I was reading this book and she was talking about how like all her family was Polish and how they have all these traditions. And I'm like, I'm literally learning about Polish history right now, but it's a fiction novel. Yeah, You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the point of me saying that is like, I think sometimes certain people think like it's unproductive to read a fiction novel or something. They're like, oh, well, if I'm reading, I feel like I should read, you know, a self-help book or something where I'm learning. But you're really learning no matter what you're yeah. reading. Also just reading words yes. and learning what they mean. Like you are, your brain, it's very good for it's your working. brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anything you want to read, even reading children's books is helping yeah. your brain. So True. literally reading whatever is, is great for you. True. Or listening to it on Audible.
0: So yeah. Love that. Also, I I really heard that this um this one podcast, it's called What We Said, It Makes You Smarter.
1: Yeah. It's actually like been studied in um psychology. Yale, I think. Yeah, Yale. I yeah. think they did a, a clinical trial on that actually. Uh, actually, we spoke at Yale. Yeah, we were there actually. And there were 20,000 people. I'm the there. headmaster, actually. Yeah, I actually am the principal of <laughs> Yale. So the <laughs> please, the principal. I'm screaming. Um anyways. Well, I'm excited for some more New Year's episodes. We're going to do one on morning routines. If you guys have anything like specific you want us to talk about too, please DM us on the podcast Instagram. It's at what we said podcast, but January is one of my favorite months of the podcast because it just feels very like fresh Yeah, and the energy is so high. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love it. So yeah, let us know if you guys have, have any specific suggestions or things that you want us to be talking about this year on the podcast maybe
0: we'll do a little like we need to do the book one and we need to ask everybody for their top book recommendation agreed that'll be good but I feel like we need to do it in a few months when we have a few more under our belt okay
1: you know when we can have like read a few new books yeah okay but that's I love that idea okay cool well go follow our Instagram guys if you want to keep updated on everything it is at what we said podcast if you are an OG listener thank you so much for sticking with us if you're a new listener welcome we're so lucky and grateful to have you and leave us a rating and review if you're feeling extra nice we'd love that we love you guys so much and that's That's what what we said. said bye